Everybody's great when they're not tired. The champions is when they're tired, that's when the real champions come out. That's when a real dog come out. Because if you go piss like a puppy, stay on the porch and let the big dog see. Yes, indeedy. Welcome back to another episode of the Aussie Fantasy Football Podcast. Joined by the usual suspects, Pointer Sixty Nine. How are you, big fella? Yeah, I'm very good. Good to be back. Um, another week, another win, as they oh. say, fantasy world. <laughs> Tom, how are you, mate? So I'm in uh, fifteen leagues, right? This is uh, not including best ball. I've got no idea how many best ball leagues I'm in. Uh, so this week, I won thirteen leagues. Uh, it was 14, and I got pipped by uh, 0.4 points today. And the other league, I was the second highest score of the week, and I lost. It's wow. rough. There's a lot oh. of that going around, eh, on uh, second highest scorers. Not so good. I was filthy. And the bloke, I, was, I scored 190, and I wasn't even close. The bloke scored like 240. Yeah, wow. Oh, it's filthy. Filthy. So week six almost almost finished here. We've got one game to go. It uh, seems to be the week of the upset, boys. Plenty of upsets this week. Jets beat whoever knows. they beat, and 49ers getting pumped. Getting and... Yeah. That was Jets a big one for Packers me. And... No, Jets beating the Packers. Come on, thanks for coming. Oh, Packers haven't yeah. looked great. That one was like, nah. maybe they could, maybe they can't. Like, Jets have looked good going into it, so. Mm. Pittsburgh beating Tampa Bay. Oh, yeah, that, that was, was a big an, one. That's an upset. That's a big one. See Tom Brady uh, yelling at his own lineman. I love all the tweets about... Uh, <laughs> he's not here half the time and he's going to yell at his own lineman because they're not playing well. <laughs> he's, oh, been yeah. at, he's been at... Um, what's and his name's wedding? The, um, oh, Robert, Robert Kraft. Kraft, yeah. Robert Kraft and his, his blonde Kraft bombshell. <laughs> Good on it's him. Fu- half it's funny. Life. It's funny that, like, you know, there's not this whole marital trouble with him to play football, but he's still um, not... Devoting everything to football, so it's just wait and see how it goes. I think you can't write Tom Brady off, but the Bucks aren't looking as as dominant as they were last year. Definitely not. Definitely not. So yeah, we're going to break down a little bit of Week Six. We're going to talk Rookie of the Week as per usual, um, look Catch of the Week as per usual, and then we're going to change it up. Usually we go with Game Night. Uh, we're going to take a pause on that. A bit of feedback from a couple of the listeners and uh, do a bit of uh, question time. A bit of uh, you know. What do we do with these kind of guys that are either not quite doing as well as we were expecting or maybe doing a little bit better than we we're expecting? So hold, sell, buy, sell, all that kind of stuff. Um, and moving into the next kind of crunch time of the season, middle of the season already. Um, you know, you might be either going for a push or, you know, who knows? Better luck next year sort of thing. Or in dynasty Fire terms. Sale. That's it. Or in dynasty terms. It's rebuild or nothing. So, yeah, we'll, we'll talk all that. But in the meantime, let me just... Uh, Pick this thing up and see how we go here. Bit of a bit of a struggle. Oh, what's that. going on there, Moz? Has been a while. Just got a it's a tough one. How does it sound? As they say, I remember Ooh. my first year. Thanks, mate. Oh, this is a I'll tell you this off the top. It's a fruity bugger. There you go. Oh wow. Well has the colours. One drop brewing co this one's called. It's broader than Broadway, West Coast IPA we've got here. It's an ABV of six point five percent. Four hundred and forty mil can, which gives us a solid two point three standard drinks. If you have a look at that beautiful thing. Don't know if we're live on YouTube, who knows if it's working on it. We've got a big yellowy orangey flower here with a purple middle part, but uh 
Yeah, it looks pretty bloody good here. Um, what does it say here? A big, fat, piney, massive mess of a West Coast IPA with a broad, hefty, bitter bite. Finally, something to contrast. The deluge of haze has been pouring of late. Absolutely. We don't want any of that hazy crap that you blokes always drink. So, look, going to give this a uh, cheeky taste here while someone fills. Cheeky. Tommy, maybe you can, uh, you can tell us what you're drinking. I'm on the uh, Bundaberg Ginger Beers, as usual. I bought a case about three months ago, and I'm still getting through it. That's Bunsy how much bunnies. I... Uh, that's how much I drink. <laughs> you still have. You're, while we're having a sip, we've got a question that came through. How many firsts uh, is Bailey? Is it Zap or Zappy worth? What? You don't even know how to say his last name, mate. I don't care Please. about Patriots. He's the new Tom Brady. It's Bailey Zappy. I tell you what, He's this beer's got a billion first. This beer's got a bit of Zappy to it. It's um extremely fruity. A little bit on the uh, the bitter side, actually here. Not like overly bitter, but just a, a cheeky bitter. Having another tasty, quite a heavy kind of flavour. Not my, uh, not my, not my favourite. Um, yeah, no, nah, it's yeah. Aftertaste, leaving a bit of a sour taste in my so, mouth. So. so it's it's not great, like Mike Kosecki's gritty. I tell you what, I hope he's taking the piss now because it's horrid. <laughs> His, his toes are pointing up at the sky. Like, what's going on with his gritty? But anyway, yeah, look, not my favourite beer. I'm going to say uh, late, mid to late fourth. <laughs> <laughs> that's brutal. It's just yeah, the throw-in to get a deal done, right? That's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, you're, you're desperate for a drink one day and your mate comes over and you're like, oh, shit, I've got no beer left, but he really wants a beer. I'll, I'll, I'll throw in the broader than Broadway West Coast IPA. I'm just... Did you, did you only buy one of them, or you got to get a couple more to get no, rid of? I, bought one. I only bought one of them, just in case. <laughs> don't you save them for the uh, the Christmas present to the relative you don't like? Isn't that what everyone does? If I had a four pack, it would definitely go on the relative. Yeah, <laughs> I got a yeah, couple no. of cousins. I give all my shit beer to at Christmas time. <laughs> this is not my favourite. I'll give you that much right now. So, <laughs> so they're Anyways. not be sponsoring the pod anytime soon. Is that what you're saying? Unless they have a better beer. Uh, you know, I'm not a big West Coast IPA guy, but now I'm even more like just it's a far as far away as Perth. You know, get that shit away from me. So yeah, no good. All right, that's beer review of the week. One of the best. <laughs> One of the best. I had a bad feeling about it, but yeah, look, it's certainly missed the mark. All right, boys, let's get into some actual stuff. I mean, injury news. You can catch up on it. They're still developing. I uh, know. Hollywood Brown had a foot injury or something like that, but it's, he seems to be fine. So, yeah, catch up on that in your own time, I guess. Go on. Your boy, Skyler. Sasha doesn't figure that out. Skyler Thompson. I think his NFL career might be over, unfortunately. Yeah, he really ruined the uh, Tyreek Hill fade thing because he was, it was looking like it was on, and then uh, <laughs> his name came on, and bloody sure it was Bruce. Fetty. Not Bruce, God, what's his name? Yeah. Bloody Bridgewater. Uh, Bridgewater. Teddy and did the work. Yeah, yep, so that's pretty ordinary. So, yeah, look, the other two were good. Um, value of the week was a Ramondre and... I think it was Diggs was the premium of the week, so I hit mm. both of those. So. Good stuff, boys. All Jeff right, let's Wilson. talk rookie Jeff Wilson. Oh, Jesus Christ. What was that? Look, two rants I'm going to have today. One's the 49ers and Jeff Wilson, and the one is the shirt I'm wearing. Arizona Cardinals. We'll get to them later on. Oh, yeah, mate. This is the only reason it? I bled. Yeah, it's Larry. It's yeah. right. On the back. Delarus hey. is Gustif. 
<laughs> to be honest, I first thought it was a, an Atlanta Julio jersey, and then I had to look a bit closer to see Cardinals. Yeah, yeah. slanted rack. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For all those playing at home, everything's mirrored. All right, let's talk Ricky of the Week. Point up your uh, three points, big fella. Oh, three points for me. Brees Hall again. Uh, 20 carries, 116 yards, one touchdown, uh, two catches of five yards. I think, you know, what do you want from your running back? And touchdown might be good. Uh, consistency from him. But from a rookie guy, he's the guy that's, that's performed best and consistently in your lineup. And this week, he, he had the top of me. Tombo, who's your three, mate? Yeah, I've, I've gone Kenny Walker. 21 carries, 97 yards, touchdown, catches for 13 yards. Um, I probably couldn't split them and Hall, but the way Kenny Walker sort of you know, just come in, taking over the backfield, just put up a massive display. I think I have to give it to him. Um, we didn't really know what to speak from him. We we knew he was hard. We knew he had a to go big, but we didn't know where he could go big. Um, and he just exploded. And a couple of big plays. He was probably, uh, I would say, the main reason they won that game. Or close to the main reason they won that game. Um, yeah. He was, a, he was good. Good to see. He's, good. He's almost unattainable now. Uh, mm. I went uh, Bailey Zappi for my three points, mainly because Ooh. it's just never going to happen again. Uh, and, you know, coming up against it at the time, it was two and three. Cleveland Browns have been pretty competitive. Uh, he comes out 24 from 34 for 309 and two. Uh, he had three rushes for myself, so we'll just ignore that. But uh, he controlled the game. I just found the open. Smashed him, really, the old Browns. as well. Um, so, yeah, controlled the game really well, moved the ball well. points at two and one, respectively. Uh, U.S. had all at one point. You had one. As well in your city. Yeah, you know, I think one of them was a really nice catch. Um, it, it feels a bit knocking uh, out about a performance, but I mean, two touchdowns from one ground. Um, I feel like it's like a three-point game of the week. Sorry. And then uh, back points and Zappy one point. Uh, Zappy and Thornton point all afternoon. I think who to give that one point to. I'd like to give it to Zappy. Thornton may not have that good a game again, but, you know, I couldn't put him on the podium. Zappy, 70% completion rate, 300 yards, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I, just, I, I thought he was impressed for um, uh, Lakes at draft. Was he even drafted? Uh, quarterback, impressive. A couple of missions. Exactly. I think he was like fourth or fifth round. I can't remember where he was. Yeah, he was actually a bit higher than I thought. Higher than you'd expect. Higher than you'd expect, yeah. One of those things. Uh, a couple of honorable mentions. Wanda Robinson, um, didn't play many snaps, had four targets, three receptions for a touchdown. Pretty good. Um, so if, if you're going to pick him up, now's the time. We're probably going to have to spend a bit of cash on Farbley on your waivers. And uh, if he's in Dynasty League, probably on someone's taxis because like that. And then Alex again, luckily got saved by uh, Lake to kind of win or get him in front against Jacksonville. Three for 49 and such. Uh, he, of course, gets a nomination. He seems to be uh, climbing up my uh, to get him list uh, mm. in Dynasty Circles. So, okay. I'll throw up two up? other names. Hey? I said, you're going to pay out? Like, I think he's, had, he's starting to get to a point where he's back-to-back performances are definitely in that range where he's not going to be cheap no more. Mm. If I'm rebuilding and I've got a kind of uh, competing piece, then I'll, I'll flip him for sure. Mm. Uh, the two, two tight ends went big today, Daniel Bellinger and Jake Ferguson. I reckon Jake mm. Ferguson has just taken Dalton Schultz's job today. I'm wow. very worried cool. about Dalton Schultz. Um, I would be, yeah, I'd be trying to offload him pretty soon if you got him on a dynasty roster. I've got a feeling he's going to be worth dust in uh, about Pitts. three weeks. Yep. <laughs> Kyle Pitts for Dalton Schultz bet anyone, is going to be one of the worst Pitts, bets of all time. <laughs> anyone see Kyle Pitts get the touchdown this week? You know, just yeah, just, it was, only just cracked catch Dalton. or something? Yeah, mate, that's that point. So racking up, he's improving. And you see that <laughs> the Falcons fan that was just wearing like a red <laughs> yeah, How good was that? <laughs> <laughs> mate, that's the... 
That was the best. Three for three for 90 yards. And a touchdown. He's back. He's back. If you go to our YouTube once again, if you're watching on YouTube, feel free to ask questions. If you're not watching YouTube, across. I traded JT and Godwin for Brees and Dan Jones. It's league last night. What are your thoughts? JT and Godwin for Dan Jones. Yeah, I like the JT Godwin side. As I said, Daniel Jones has got that before where he's, you know, always going to throw some rushing production in. Once he gets six rushes today, he didn't get much from it, but I told you he was due for two touchdowns, by the way. Just he's the sort of guy where I reckon if they lose three, they're going to bench him. Like, I just I just got this feeling the Giants don't like Daniel Jones. I mean, they're winning at 5-1. Yeah, I yeah, know. I think he's going all right was, at the moment, but... Yeah. So he's he, he Prior was, he just would fumble, like, he'd stay in the pocket too long and fumble the ball. Like, he he had a lot of fumbles, and that those turnovers were costly for him, and I think they've started to actually build a game plan where he doesn't really have to hold the ball too long in the pocket there. They're actually running the ball really well, getting the ball out, and having receivers play well. So, I mean, he's back to that performance where you can think, oh, this guy's actually got a safe, like Mons said, safe rushing floor. Uh, he's not a bad pickup here, I think. Hall, the younger running back, I mean, it's just scary. Like, what is, what's Jonathan Taylor going to come back to be? And it's not fully on Jonathan Taylor's talent, but is, is this Colts team still what it was and how they're going to... Like, once they bring Taylor back, like, we see the running backs at the moment running well, but that's because they're, they're semi-no-names, right? They're not stacking the box. They're, they're picking up the receivers. When Taylor comes back, they're going to stack the box again because they know what Jonathan Taylor's going to do. Um and I just don't know. I think this is a good trade, actually. Both sides probably aren't terrible, but I like the the Hall Jones for this year because those both two are sort of in a bit of form on teams that are, you know, performing well. And you get two guys that are sort of name brand, but uh, so I guess, move on. Is it Dynasty or Redraft? I just assumed it was Dynasty. But... Yeah. yeah, we'll get him to see if we can answer that by the time we um, answer this question. He says his quarterback one was. Trey Lance as well, so he's lost him. Um, yeah, I think Daniel yeah. Jones is a pretty good, pretty good fill in until um, he gets yeah. him back if it is dynasty. But um, yeah, as you said, Pete Deion Jackson came out and had the RB one performance this week. But um, was he actually the RB one? He had yeah, ten. He, he had there. ten receptions, mate, in a PPR yeah. league. That's that's enormous. Ten receptions yeah. for seventy nine yards um, at I, the moment in a PPR league. He's, he's I picked him off a waiver wire on um, Sunday night in a in a redraft and played him. Uh, Want me the league, actually. I mean, want me the week. Well, the league's a bit early to call, but... Fighting <laughs> in DFS. That was about it. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, I like it. I actually like it. I, I don't think it's too much... Um, these, Especially if it's redraft from JT to Brees. It's not huge. Um, yeah, what about but, Dynasty, though? Even still. Brees is the new up-and-comer, and he's mm. he's showing almost as much as what JT would have shown. In yeah, his early in, early in his career, so I don't think it's too far off. Mm. Um, I actually I actually don't mind this move. So mm. there you go. All right, let's rip into a few other things. We've got catch of the week here, boys. Catch of the week, Tom. You've got uh, got a, a mention here. Yeah, one of the one of the players that I'm least like this year, Chase Claypool. So off Chase Claypool this year, but he had a great. Uh, diving, sliding, uh, toe tap. I don't know what sort of catch you call it, but yeah, it was just one of those catches where you sort of had to look twice that he actually caught it. Like you just think there's no way he caught that. And then you went, oh my God, he actually did catch that. So those catches are pretty cool. Uh, There was was actually a couple this week, a couple of surprising ones that, yeah, Chase Claypool got got my three points for catch of the week, as they say. 
Yep. I had uh, Devontae Parker, kind of a up, go and get it kind of ball from Zappi. Uh, had to climb over the top of two guys. Kind of a diving effort. Took it well. Guy's hands all over him, so um, he he gets my nod. Go and have a look at that one on Twitter. Now, honourable mention, Christian McCaffrey did have one out of the backfield where he just kind of stuck his hand out and it stuck like glue. So that's my uh, couple of mentions there. Poeta, anything from you, mate? Yeah, mine was uh, Gardner Johnson's intercept off Cooper Rush, the diving catch. Um, I really like that one, just on the other side of the ball. But, I mean, um, we don't have a FF guest here for us tonight, but he normally likes to throw out the... Um, you know, the catches that weren't catches that are really good. And he's got some honorable mentions for Noah Brown, that catch in the end zone that wasn't a touchdown. Um, and one that I thought was Michael Pittman's the two-point conversion that also wasn't a two-point conversion. There were two other <laughs> catches. <laughs> Maybe we need a almost catch segment. You know, I, lo- yeah. I love a big guy catch. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> the big fella. The, uh, the tight end for the Ravens, so I've got no idea who he is, Oliver or someone. Oh, yeah. Josh Oliver. Just stuck one mid out. Mm. Like, it took him... It took him seven seconds to run two yards to stick his hand out and catch this ball. <laughs> I just loved it. It's like, yeah, he looks like a big O-lineman, you know. He looked very out of place anyway. Stuck his mid out, caught it. Thought that was pretty cool. You see any good, um, good, good leaps in the end zone or any hurdles this week? Because that Saquon Barkley jump for that touchdown at the end, that was huge. That was cool. You see how far... Josh Allen hurdled. That was pretty Josh cool. Allen hurdled was the one yeah. I was going to mention, yeah. Stiff arm, no. What did he do? He juked a dude and then jumped over a dude. But... Yeah. yeah, Saquon Barkley looked like he was about to hit Mars. <laughs> he was How flying. He, he took he like was. those squads came in handy then. <laughs> How good is it's it to see good. Barkley and CMC both back? Killing it. Like we haven't seen that for three years. It's really nice to not have any shares of them too. Yeah. Watching them just absolutely just bait them. Yeah. No, just don't have I mean, you think there. some of it is just that coaches do bad things, well. <laughs> especially coaches that have that fear of oh, these guys had a little bit of injury. If I'm not wins them, oh, I'm playing forever. Type all oh, it's already a little bit broken. So, Eventually, they'll be let loose again to find out what they can. Wrap him in, and you'll wait to might be able to for another 50% of it. Sorry, never thrown it out. Hey, Moza, got enough games, MC. Do I run? Oh, he was. Yeah, he wouldn't. He's. Yeah, you're pretty on Cliff, wouldn't he? Ah, I'm not much done unless Sarah's cup here. We're rubbish. We just played again. That's the first in most on defense. We scored three points on off field. How embarrassing is that? Three points. Hey, what was it? A fumble reception for a touchdown? Well, um, the, the, yeah, that's it. A block. Not no even. He just, he just got hammered. Yeah. Um, they just don't know. What, it's like third and six, and they've got guys running slants two yards. So even if you complete it, it's still going to be fourth and four. Like, what are you doing? Play calling's horrible. They started running the ball and away from it. Yeah, Kyla ran 100 yards. That's 10 points, 14 points in most leagues. Mm. Didn't throw any touchdowns. They just look shit. Like, it's as much as I'm wearing the jersey, it's not fun to watch the Cardinals. They're the most underwhelming team at the moment to watch. And I'm just at a loss as to what they're doing on the sideline. Do you want Kyler to run it more? Like... I want him to run like he ran today, but even when he did run today, it didn't look like, you know, Lamar, it's a, a, a run pass or a... Um, you know, a, a designed play for the quarterback, and you know it's a designed play because he's he looks like he's certain of what he's doing. Kyler just kind of like, uh, okay, I'll run. You know what I mean? Like yeah. designed plays where Kyler is actually meant to run, as opposed to these. Okay, I've looked up. There's nothing on. I'll run. It's that's it's the difference. Like, to me, it's like we want Kyler to use his feet, but we don't want to hurt our franchise 
So they're sort of like, they're on a fence. Like, do we make Kyler do Kyler things and risk an injury? Or do we, uh, you know, try and keep him safe and not win games? Mm. Yeah. It's frustrating. Um, And, you know, there's a lot of people that say, oh, look, he can't see over the offensive line. His intermediate passing's no good because of it. But... Then all of a sudden, like, he just throws this perfect ball to Zach Ertz, you know, 20 yeah. yards down the field. So it can't be that. Like, it's there's got to be some scheming things going on or he's just going through the wrong progressions. But in saying that, I, I did go and watch this game again because I was like, what is going on? Um, you've got two guys on crossing routes running into each other and then, you know, one stumbles and the ball's coming to him. So Kyler's going, okay, he's going to be on. He hits It's Rondell Moore and AJ Green, classic example. They're both running crossing patterns. They bump into each other. AJ Green stumbles. Kyler throws it. Incomplete pass, almost an interception because they just, I don't know. It's, it's just crap, and I just hate it. Anyways, I didn't like I Trey McBride today. Much, but... I watched him a bit today. Yeah, um, I thought he had a bit of a shocker. Just yeah, look. looks like he didn't really know where to run. <laughs> it's almost like there's poor coaching going on. Almost. Yeah, well, don't know. Penalties killing us, offensive penalties killing us, defensive penalties killing us. Our defense is actually playing pretty well considering we're not on the field very long. Once again, they've shut down DK and Lockett. So, yeah. I mean, what else do you do? It's clearly the offense is not clicking. To score three points against the Seahawks is pretty embarrassing. So they've got to... Oh, when's the bye week? It's not soon enough because they're going to go go away and sort some shit out because it's absolutely rubbish at the moment. So rant over. All right. Uh, we've got one question coming quickly after Moz's rant. Um... This one's again. Should should I keep Olave? Uh, yes. Or try to upgrade my wide receiver. Uh, it's Superflex redraft, and so I think I think the answer is definitely yes. Yeah, keep keep Olave. Um, I don't think you need to upgrade a wide receiver. He's no. the upgraded wide receiver. <laughs> Must be. Yeah. Who are you? I don't Who know. It's just a question. But the answer is yes. Keep. Yeah. Unlucky was out. I think this week also. You know, it was concussion, right? So I know was that was right to the end. It came. I think through Sunday night. That he was not likely to play. Um, so and they play Thursday. Hmm. I think he should no, be right because it was game time for this one. So yeah, play the Cardinals. Yeah. Get him back out there. I think that'll be a battle of the beaters. <laughs> it's going to be another Thursday night twelve nine battle. <laughs> so we can't fucking score points. Oh, shit me! I'm so angry. Yeah. It was that I followed Andy Dalton for so long, and I was like. Andy Dalton would make a good throw, and I'd be like, yes, go, you good thing. And they'd be like, oh, no. <laughs> Shit. That's my team. <laughs> like, like, you're doing yeah. this again. <laughs> it was like he made a uh, – it was like third and 12, and he had a good rush for like 16 yards. And I'm like, yes, go Red Rocket. And then it got called back for a holding penalty. And I'm like, yes, thank God we, that didn't count. <laughs> so it was a double-edged uh, celebration. Yeah, pretty good, pretty good. All right, boys, let's get into the main segment here where um, we're talking, I don't know what we want to call this. There's plenty of names flowing around, flat Mate, this cash is, or this is like, question time or buy or sell. Or... It's just like the questions that pe- people, uh, you know, send us asking us questions, but this is us asking the questions that we're looking for answers for a little bit. Like I guess... guys that we're playing yeah. with and we're like, well, I, what, what am I going to do with this guy? What am I thinking about doing? And I think... The perfect example, one that I started with, and I'll just roll into it, is Alan Lazard. Uh, currently the wide receiver, 27. Um, he missed the first week of the season. So, you know, he's not doing terribly in that sort of, you know, startable 
very happy like back end of wide receiver two, top end three. Um, I mean, when he's when he's targeting from Aaron Rodgers, he's keep giving Aaron Rodgers a hundred and one one six point one passer rating, whereas overall Rodgers is a lot lower, ninety five point eight. I think there's these rumors swirling that Rodgers could retire at the end of the year, uh, and it's sort of how much truth is there or what there. But it just gets me thinking, like, what do you do with Alan Lazard? He's been heavily consistent. He's had touchdowns most weeks. He's, you know, he's got I think over a quarter percent of the targets in in the red zone. He's got that um, target share you want from the team. They're just not passing the ball enough to be, you know, pushing up higher in this list. But he's probably steady to stay around here like is he a guy that you're going to want to keep on your team rest of season or in dynasty or is he a guy that maybe this is his window um it might not be much but it's the window to sell and just take something for him and take a shot in a draft in dynasty next year because um this is sort of not the dead man's land but it's there's a vast space of guys that can finish here and then there's only a smaller amount that actually do so what do you think about Alan Lazar for the rest of season and going into the future? Tom, I'll let you start, mate, if you've got any thoughts. For, if you're a competing team, if we're talking dynasty, uh, I like Alan Lazar this year. Mm. Um, into the future, if you're, if you're rebuilding, I'd be looking to sell. I actually sold Alan Lazard recently. Uh, and what did I say? Alan Lazard and a 24 first and a 23 second for Javonta Williams in a rebuild team I've got. Um, so yeah, if you, if you don't think you're competing this year, I'd be offloading him. Um, but I'd just hold him. I think he's, he's consistently putting up, mm. uh, like what, 15 points in PPR. I'm taking that as my yeah, wide receiver three. That's the way I look at it. It's like this season, you think like dynasty wise, he was like potentially waiver wire fodder last yeah. season. Um, you picked him up off the waiver wire and now you've got this guy that you can start. Yeah. Often people think you got to cash in, but He's hold. He's hold. I think. I think that's it. But if he loses Rodgers, the value is going to drop completely off him, yeah. right? Um, but at the moment, he's the one getting the touchdown. If you need a flex and you need 13, 15 points, like there's not a, many other safer options that you know it doesn't have the ceiling of getting you like a thirty week, two touchdowns and one hundred fifty yards or something. But he's safe. You know what he's going to get. You know what he, he had a like. You know they held him to pretty decent yardage the Jets this week, but he actually he, he played well, and I think. He's someone that I think Tom answered correctly. He's a keep, uh, maybe a sell if you're if you are rebuilding because you're not going to be able to use him this season, and he's not going to come back and be in your lineup next year. So there's no point holding him around to have to drop him later. Just get what you can, and I think that's the question. What if you're rebuilding? Is a second too pricey to to get, or is it you settle for a third for Alan Lazard? Oh, I tried. Yeah. yeah, I tried to sell him for a second in a few spots. And didn't have any luck. That was maybe mm. three weeks ago. Since then, I've decided to hold him. I think yeah, he's, I, he's in that spot. If you need a player there, a second's probably... If you're competing team, giving up a second to get Alan Lazard, I don't think is an overpay or anything. No, and that's a smart that. move. I'd pay that to move it. Yeah. So I think that's the price. that if you're going to sell, like just dropping him for a third, maybe it's like, well... Yeah. I, I reckon it's a so hot... Like, you gamble on it. Gamble and try and get that second yeah. because... Um, the third's not going to be as worth much here, but that second could really help in the rebuild. So hold on it, I think. And I reckon the way he's going, by sort of week 10, I wouldn't be surprised if he's worth a late first. If he's consistently putting up sort of top 20 point, like top 20 wide receiver points, 
Yeah, like people will be getting to sort of week 10 and they're competing and they're like, yeah, I'll throw my 110 mm. or 112 at Alan Lazard and try and win here. Um, so, yeah. If I'm a rebuilding team in a dynasty league and I've got him, I'd be looking to trade him for guys like um, Alec Pierce or Thornton or Robinson, Wanda Robinson, that kind I'd of want stuff. More than that. Um, and then hope for maybe a little bit more depth here or there, but yeah. Redraft, redraft. I'd hold on to him. Yeah, yeah. I think he's a great redraft player this season. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you want me to go again, or someone else has a guy they want to go? Ah, uh, Tom, you can have a go if you want. Go right, I'll I'll go. We'll keep keeping the wide receivers here. I'll go Garrett Wilson, and this pretty much goes over to all the wide receivers at the Jets. They got three very young uh, wide receivers, or youngish. I says Corey Davis, not really. Uh, but Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, but mainly Garrett Wilson. He averaged 11 targets a game in the first three weeks with Joe Flacco. Averaged, averaged five targets the next three games with Zach Wilson. Uh, but this is probably why Brees Hall averaged six rushing attempts in the first three games. He's averaged 18 and a half rushing attempts in the next three games. Mm-hmm. Zach Wilson averages 25 pass attempts per game. Flacco was averaging over 50. Flacco was averaging mm-hmm. like 52 pass attempts a game. Zach Wilson's averaging less than half. Uh, the next five games, this. how about this for the Jets? I'm off the Jets wide receivers. Listen to this. Denver, New England, Buffalo, New England, and Chicago. Five ridiculous defenses. Hmm. Uh, the next, yeah, for the Garrett Wilson and, and Elijah Moore. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I thought Zach Wilson was going to come in and sling it. And, and I... Without looking at stats, you probably think he is, but it's Brees Hall getting all the work, not so much the receivers. So, yeah, what do we think about Elijah Moore? Elijah Moore didn't get a target today, and he actually tweeted today mm. that he was pretty annoyed at that. Yeah, um, Moore was actually one of my guys on my list, and I was saying, you know, we had a, he had a good rookie campaign, and we thought things were, you know, often getting him to pick up and go good. He, and even with Flacco, like like you said, with um, Wilson, there was there was a bump in targets because he was throwing the ball so much. He was averaging 6.25 targets, 3.75 receptions, roughly 50 yards uh, a game. And it wasn't like, you know, it was playing with Flacco. It wasn't great, but you think, oh, well, getting Wilson back, the offense should hum a little bit better. We might actually get some valuable targets, pick up some more yards, some bigger plays, but they're just running the ball. Well, it's like that. I mean, often you see these defensive head coaches and Salah is sort of, you know, he wants to win. He wants to play hard football and, um, they're doing it on the ground. They're playing it more safe. They don't have to throw it as much. They don't have to risk Wilson doing too much. And that's where the, the receivers haven't really done anything. And Tom said it's a tough lineup coming up. Good uh, secondaries yeah. are going to be playing against. Um, and I think that's a, this is a struggle. Like Moore was drafted wide receiver 35, I think, when I look back at ADP. And he's now wide receiver 78. So it's a big fall from, from where you were expecting from this guy. This guy's now realistically uh, in redraft i don't think like i'm not sure we'll just i don't know if we have him anywhere in redraft but he's probably, probably not rosterable at the moment like um he'd be sitting on the bottom of a bench somewhere yeah and it's just like and he's a guy that you'd be there like oh crap this guy's had a had a stud week off waivers uh and he's sitting there do i put my fab for this guy or do i keep more and it's probably when that sort of happens sometimes it's you make the wrong decision keeping a guy that's underperforming like wendell yeah. robinson or alec mm. pierce if they're on waivers are you dropping elijah moore to go and get them yeah, yep. I would. Yep, definitely. I mean, just look at today, 18 attempts, 10, uh, 10 completions. I mean, yeah, you're not going to, uh, as you said, 
I'm going to complain I didn't get a target, but there was only 18 targets went around and only 10 completions. And it was across uh, two, four, six, seven uh, receivers. So that's one catch each and two for three blokes. And two of like them were Izzana Corey Davis. Like, Conklin had, what, three yeah. targets each or something. So Yeah, so... Yeah, as much as you're going to complain when you don't need to throw the ball and you still win 27-10, I mean, what would yeah. you rather, win the game mm, or get right. five targets? Like, stop you complaining. You're and, an overperforming team, four and two New York Jets, just remember. So don't be complaining. Oh, yeah. It'll definitely come right. If, if they lost the game, yeah, you can see the guy is having a sook or mm. whatever. But, yeah. you know, they won a game, you did your job, um, the team did its job, You so don't, don't worry about it. But Well, that's I think, exactly like, what he said. He yeah. said, I'm meant to sit here and say... You know, I'm happy that the team won and I don't care that I didn't get any targets because the team won. But in reality, I'm filthy that I didn't get any targets. That's exactly what he tweeted. Yeah, right. Yeah. But yeah, in terms of fantasy land, yeah, it's uh, redraft. I'd be I'd be dropping them to, to pick up some higher. Yeah, so, so dynasty wise, I think we're, we're sitting on like a hold, are we? Just you got to have to ride it out for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I think you have to. You have to see how this team goes. And often, like some of these guys, that teams sit with this run heavy offense. Eventually, there's a point when teams find a way to just slow it down. Then they're going to have teams are going to make Zach Wilson beat him with his arm, and I think that's the week when you want to you want to we want to find that out sooner or later if you're holding these guys because you want to see um, these receivers come out and be like, oh well, Wilson actually can beat it if he d- proves he can. Um, it's good, you know it, and the team's going to be a bit more balanced. But if mm. if it goes like you, you're gambling the other way, if it comes out that he he can't, um, things look a little bit more dire. Um, in the landscape for those two. And I think, especially for Elijah Moore, he's the, you know, Wilson's the fresher guy that's come through. He's a rookie. He's going to get more focused going forward to be built the offense around. If Moore underperforms, he's going to slowly move into the, you know, the secondary position, wide receiver two, uh, and not be, have that same 1A, 1B as they they talked about preseason and the start of this season they were going to be. So definitely a guy that's scary. That was my next question. Who would you rather in Dynasty, Garrett Wilson or oh, Elijah Wilson. Moore? Wilson, for yeah. sure. Wilson, yeah. I think they were pretty close, weren't they, on mm, ADP? They so were, actually, yeah. And there was a lot of hype right at the start of the season, being like, oh, Elijah Moore was a clear one. But it's like, yeah, one guy's a rookie and one guy's, you know, mm. played for a year and he's performed pretty well. So I think, you know, he's probably going to be a good wide receiver too in the league if, he, if they can pass the ball with a bit more volume. But we'll just have to wait and see on that, I think. Yeah, it's pretty good. Twenty-five passing attempts mm. a game. Like you can't get much out of that. But like, it, when you think when they levels. then it, when they have Flacco, it shows that they're prepared. To, like they'd be better. Like you think an older quarterback that's not mobile, they might, you know, it's less of an arm. They're not going to pass as much. But Flacco, they pass. Like the, I think the team is gelling. Maybe it's just getting Wilson a bit more acclimated back from his injury, getting him into the offense. The team is winning, so why change what's yeah, working? Well, Flacco, when they, Flacco was two and one, and. Yeah. Was he? Or was he one and two? Oh, yeah. I think they're both two and one. Yeah. Did they play week one? Can't remember now. Oh, I'd have to look it up. Oh, my Miami? No. No, I don't know. But they're four and two, you said, didn't you? Yep. They're four and two so now. both quarterbacks would be two and one, roughly. And they're playing completely different styles. Mm. So, whatever they're doing is working, so... Yeah, All right, Moises, you got a guy for us? Uh, just... Very quickly, I just wanted to mention, uh, how about those New York teams? <laughs> What's going on? They're, what are they, 9-3 and three or something like that, yeah? So I just, oh, I know he's not here. New York Giants. I know he's not here, so. New York Giants. <laughs> had to be done. Feel for the guy. Hasn't had anything to cheer about ever. 
Oh, since this is revolves, but yeah, five and one, the old Giants. Good on him. Yeah, I've so got one Dave, here. Oh, go on. Dable's going to win Coach of the Year. Barkley's Offensive <laughs> Player of the Year. Right? They're going to win the Super Bowl. DJ's going to win Super Bowl MVP. According <laughs> to <the> US. Imagine. <laughs> imagine. Daniel Jones, Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, okay, I've got one. Uh, it's Terry McLaurin. Just want your uh, thoughts and opinions on Terry McLaurin. Currently the wide receiver 35. Uh, drafted kind of third, fourth round um, so far. He's he's kind of sitting around the 12 fantasy point mark, playing most games above 90% of the snaps. Uh, some things I've, I've found uh, in a very, very quick amount of research that I've done. He is number one in routes run in the NFL. He is also number three in deep targets in the NFL. Uh, has only one touchdown to his name this season so far. Um, huge opportunity in this team. Passing volume was up for a little while there. Uh, another thing I've also looked at is uh, the unrealized air yards. What's it called? Hang on, I've lost my stat here. It's just run away. Yeah, unrealized air yards. He's actually number eight um, with 263 air yards that have gone missing just because they're just a little bit off target or maybe he was a stride too late or as a kind of throwaway. Um, the main thing I wanted to bring up is what are you guys thinking about doing with Terry McLaurin these days? Let's start with on the dynasty lens. Are you a uh, buy low or are you a let's try and move him at a 27-year-old wide receiver uh, for something a bit more consistent thoughts on him? Um, I think he's a buy low. I'm going to say it. I think he's a buy low, but very low. Um, I'm not going to pay a fair price. Like, what, what did you say he was? 34? Uh, wide receiver 35. 35, so... Yeah. He's around guys like Tyler Boyd, Juju, Corey Davis. Uh, this is a PPR league. Garrett Wilson, Jacoby Myers, Dubs Claypool. He's around those kind of guys at the moment. Jeez, that's a doing? pretty ordinary list to be in with. It is. It is. One touchdown. Uh, he's averaging kind of six targets a game at the moment as well. Um, as we said, the offense started off real strong, right? Uh, last couple of weeks, it's kind of come back to the middling ground. Um, you've got to assume that going off what the coaches were saying, that potentially there could be a quarterback change at the end of this year? I think at the moment it looks very likely. Um, I think, well, I know, Wentz came out and had a good work the first week, but I think that's part and parcel of the NFL. The first week's the week where you get the most uh, variance and, and guys look like superstars and then they bounce back down to earth really quick. And as the weeks roll on, we see what they they really are like, and that, that seems to be happening a bit more with Wentz. I think at times he looks good, and then times he just that has struggled. And I think I actually think Brian Robinson. They want to give Brian Robinson the ball. Like there's a lot of beat love, and you watch everything about um, the Commanders is Brian Robinson, Brian Robinson, Brian Robinson. Uh, so I think maybe that might actually be helpful. If they can run the ball well, it might take the stress off Wentz to pass it and there might be better value in targets for McLaurin. But I think I'm not scared about holding him. Um, I think he's definitely can only improve with a better quarterback, even if it's potentially a rookie, but it's not doing another couple of seasons with him there. He could, he could potentially be a trade candidate if they were to, to move on, right? Um, but uh, I'm not too sure. I think... I think the paying up for him at the moment might be a little bit risky for me. Um, yeah, I've got. Is the owner still going to want 
Yeah, I think that's it. It's, it's, it's a name so. brand, right? And you got to pay. Yeah. You're not like Tom's saying before. Well, I want to pay well under, right? But I think if I'm holding, like, he's too big of a name to just give away. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. In in Dynasty, Adam Thielen for Scary Terry. Yeah, I'd still take Terry McLaurin. Yeah, I think right. I with think the, per, with the person bit, that's got Terry McLaurin in their companion team, would they take Thielen? No. Maybe not. I think Thielen doesn't get the touchdowns in his... He hasn't been... I mean, he can, he's still all right. And I think the thing for me is more like... he's What's his age now? Uh, he's got 16 points this week. Yeah, so he had a, he's got a, touchdown, he's got a touchdown this week. Yeah. yeah. He's 32 years old. 32 years. And, and he, what he's, I think he's, he did something. Uh, um, and he landed on his knee and I thought, oh, is he, is he hurt? But he got up and rubbed it off. But that's his, the age he's at where he's, he looks like an older body that... Um, He's 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 gonna hit a point when he's just gonna be like, well, he's gonna get his injuries back and and struggle. That's the fear that I have with him, especially being older. So I'd rather have Terry for sure on that side for a similar, potentially a similar points range. I'm trying to find a trade here, like Devin Duvernay. Like you're not gonna the person if you offer Devin Duvernay for Scary Terry, you're not gonna get Scary I, Terry. I reckon. Well, what Alan Lazard's wide receiver twenty seven. Would you want Alan Lazard or Terry McLaurin? If I was competing, I'd want Alan Lazard. Mm. Oh, I just lost him for a second. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. Yeah. But Brandon Cooks. More concentrated volume, I oh, guess. Oh, yeah, I, I like... Whew. I think I like Cooks. You like Cooks? I think... Yeah. Yeah, yeah I th- kind of think I want Terry McLaurin still. Oh, he's one. Jahan Dotson. <laughs> he's limited targets for the old Jahan. He's going to be a kind of second half of the year player too, I think. Um, but once again, I think the volume that we saw at the start for the Commanders is going to come down. So I don't think there's going to be enough for, you know, Samuel, Dotson, McLaurin, um, potentially Logan Thomas, plus the running backs. Mm. So, re- so rest of season, who do you want from that Commanders receiving core? Oh, it's still McLaurin for me. I think yep. I think you buy Dotson off the back of a couple of weeks. Poor performance. Oh, I mean, by being out, right? And he hasn't sort of. We haven't seen. How, him... how often are you going to be saying, "Oh, yep, okay, I'm going to start Dotson." Well, I don't think. I think this is dynasty. When he's I think when what he's been when he's scored touchdowns when he's played, and he is sort of volume. He's the the third or second or third option in that offense. Eventually, he's going to just. He's not going to stay there forever. I don't think he's going to push his case up or be more useful. If if they're going to get a another like a rookie quarterback next season i think that's he's probably the guy they're going to on the cheaper contract build around or whatever they have to do um he's a piece that i think holds there for a bit longer but i think that i don't think they're as far apart as uh it's just personal preference i think because the, the younger age and the draft capital um but i think it's more are you going to trade for a 21 22 year old guy or a you know 28 29 year old receiver mm-hmm. that at the moment and we have seen it recently there's been a bit of like i think the last season's trades with hill and adams um i mean a lot of talk about how well that's worked out like you think hill to the it was a um dynamite move hill going to um miami to really help them right and you look on the other side even um adams going to uh raiders. To, to the raiders right that's changed them and they've they've Although there hasn't been as dominant as maybe Miami's 
the move has been it's, it has improved them and it's helped um and then you look at the the chiefs and they made that trade and and their teams you know it hasn't really like they have lost hill but you don't know they're still a good team like there's not changed that much and it seems that there's going to be maybe potentially a market for some of these guys that never before were really attainable they just went on contracts and stayed so i don't know mclaurin could be a guy that could move to a team and you i don't think um if you look at it where he's at now there's not many teams where he could land and it'd be worse than being on the the redskins either and he's got that you know the who <laughs> commanders jesus we're going back here oh yeah it's hard <laughs> My bad. Yeah, but, uh, I'd still do it all the time, mate. <laughs> but I think, you know, I think, like, in terms of safety net rise, what's the worst thing that happens? You move, like, you think a team, player moves teams, but I don't think a talented guy like him could end up in a worse position. Uh, I mean, they did just extend him for three years as well. Mm-hmm. They gave him some, some cash, 71 million bucks. He, whoever does, if he does move, they've got to pick up that salary and take a, you know, a huge amount of the cap, so... Um, I think he's kind of locked into the commanders, at least for that contract. Yeah, well, and that'll he... take him until he's 30. So, you know. All right. Moving on. Moving on. Who's next? Who's next? Oh, I'll throw my last guy here because we did Elijah Moore. And that's DJ Moore. Um, you know, he was he was wide receiver 14 ADP coming into this season. Uh, he's not looking so good now. I think he's wide receiver 51. Uh, we thought, we talked about it all all off-season about uh, the potential of Baker Mayfield giving him some positive touchdown regress and, and like that safe floor that he has is something that, you know, add a few touchdowns on, you'll be pretty happy with. And his consistency is something that you look for, I think, in teams. You want you want some guys with a bit more, you know, he doesn't have that crazy big week. He can really, but it's not one-on, one-off type thing. But he had that floor of 10. You knew you could get 10 points out of him very regularly and then you get a touchdown and you're, you're cheering um and that's what you sort of i mean that's what i liked about having him and what he was he was good for but now this season that just hasn't worked out like um this week i think is i'm wondering like his targets have still been there uh 11 8 and 7 over the last three weeks but there's really no upside at the moment but i was think, like you know watching the game this week we saw them go back to cmc and give him the ball it's like all right we've got rid of rule we're just going to do give our best players <laughs> the ball and try and, and put it in their hands and see what happens. And it actually sort of, it, it was worked. Like, they actually looked semi-decent against the Rams, right? A team that was, they were meant to not be able to run the ball against, so it was going to be a nightmare. They they made a game of it, right? And I think, is that something that we're going to see Wilkes push for and we might see a little bit of a, a bump in usage? Like, more won't be as bad as he was. I don't think we're going to see a ceiling for him, but I think, is it is it a full write-off season for, for DJ Moore or are we just... Think there's there's a light at the end of the tunnel coming up over the next couple of weeks here. I'm just looking back at our Kent's episode. It's funny that I said DJ Moore when I spelt out Miles Sanders. Uh. Uh, <laughs> very weird. <laughs> Must have uh, mispronounced it. <laughs> Look, I found it funny that Pete said they got rid of uh, Matt Rule and now they're playing their best players. Uh. <laughs> like, <laughs> Matt Rule. I mean, it's just true. Like strange. Well, I mean, like, look, Robbie Anderson was getting targets, and then this week he's gone. On, they set him off. They got rid of him. <laughs> I saw it. Did he seriously see that? Yeah. What, what was nah, that? They, yeah, they, 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 sent they, him, they sent him to the they bench. They sent him to the go away. He was arguing with one of the coaches, and then go to the locker room, uh, please. Wilkes said, "You know, gave him the preferable." I guess I he off. just did it. 
I thought Edith's nah. had the shits and just. No, I, having, I think it was more of like a buy into the culture or get back to the locker room sort of thing. Mm. So, um, yeah, look, DJ Moore's still only 25. I think that kind of goes un, unchecked. He's still oh, a, a very young do- guy. Uh, He's like 20, redraft, 21 when he came in. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Redraft leagues, I think you've just got to stick him on your bench and see how Steve Wilkes goes over the next couple of weeks. Um, you've got to think as well. This week it was um, PJ Walker and Jacob Eason the two quarterbacks here. Here's a fun stat for you. PJ Walker had 16 attempts for 60 yards. Uh, Jacob Eason had five attempts for 59 yards. <laughs> so he's he's done almost the same on uh, 11 less attempts. So, yeah, when there's uh, not much offense going on and most of it, 89 of those receiving yards going to Christian McCaffrey. Mm. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's going to be tough for DJ Moore to have any volume. So until uh, Baker comes back slash... We see some changes. You don't want to drop him. I don't think you're going to get the value in a trade in in a redraft league. All right. um, so I wouldn't be buying him in redraft, so, but I would be buying him in dynasty very low. Yeah. Question on the back of that is, what's Baker coming back to get to be? Um, like, are we? Do we think that the problems were game plan rule? I think there's like, a little bit like of that. The root cause, or we think Baker like he just can't can't do it anymore. Like it looked. No, I, w- I want to see Baker back without Matt Rule. Yeah. yeah, I do as well. I do. I think yeah. Baker's been in a situation his entire career where he's had some pretty poor coaching. Uh, Steve Wilkes, no, by by no means, is a perfect coach. Just look at uh, what he did at the Cardinals with Josh Rosen, right? Josh Rosen's out of the league by a long way now. But at least Baker was throwing the ball sort of 30 times a game. That's mm. um, much more than what we saw this week. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what I he I think that's what happens Baker. sometimes with these... Um you know, interim head coaches, they come in, they got nothing, they really don't have anything to lose. Like, they get, people say, you're like campaigning for a potential job, but someone like Wilkes, he's been a head coach before, he's probably going to have to have a miraculous season for someone mm. to be like, oh, this interim head coach, he's got nothing to lose but to say, let's just go out there and have fun, and, like, realistically, and just play, like, risk it for the biscuit, play some football, go for it. What, what happens if we, you know, if we get stopped on fourth down or we... We throw an interception going for it. We're not going to just get to the, the boring shit where we run the ball three times and, and go for f- two yards each time and finish up punting the ball. Like, yeah. what's the point? We're going to learn nothing punting the ball. Let's just play play some football. And I think hopefully that's what we see out of them. But Yeah, fingers when, crossed. When was the last time a running back had 85% of the team's receiving yards in a yeah, game? There's only, there's only that's got to be a record. Yards. It's, oh, how many was it? 110 yards or something. 110 yards, and he had 89. So if they yeah. if they trade that's crazy. him, if they trade McCaffrey, maybe then DJ Moore gets an up. <laughs> there's no one else in the <laughs> Well, just going to throw it out there, right? They're one and five at the moment. What what teams are around them in terms of record? Uh, I'm going to have to check updated record. Steelers. Look, this is a good, this is a good landing spot for no, an too... actual rookie quarterback, right? That's the thing, right? Like, what happens if next year they have one of those top-rated quarterbacks mm. and DJ Moore is still there? Ooh. Yeah, you like him, don't you? Exactly. So is DJ Moore now the opportunity to go and get him before that happens? Mm. That would for be next wild. year for a if... media. If you're a mid-table team and you've got something that maybe one of those top teams can go and get, go trade for DJ Moore because, yeah, there's what, the Panthers are the only teams one and five, the Lions still one and four, but they haven't played yet, and you've got to say they Texans. might win a jag a couple two. of games. Raiders are still one and four. That's probably going to improve, and the Texans are one and, Texans are one and three off the bye as well. So um, they're, you know, at the moment picking in the top three. So That's wild. You know, I, like, 
who had Carolina as a top three pick? Oh, who had them drafting a quarterback in 2023? Oh, I, I, I think they were in the range. Actually, a couple of people. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, like Falcons, Texans, Seattle. I think Falcons oh, three and three. Yeah, Falcons. I know. Yeah, I think Mariners actually playing some good football. I think uh, they're not necessarily really a team today. that has to draft a quarterback next season. Would be, could they be in a good spot? I don't know, but. They've still got Desmond Ritter sitting there. Yeah. Mm. I'd like to see what he can do. Well, so the... what, what happens if, you know, we get to the end of this season and Bryce Young or CJ Stroud are in in a Carolina uniform and they've still got DJ Moore? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah think, good for yeah. DJ Moore. I think it goes of... back closer to where he was at the start of the season, but I think this year will still burn a lot. Of, people will be burned. You know how people get that recency bias and then burned by what happened? Mm. Um, there'll be an opportunity probably to be able to buy him for, for a good price. But it could be that yeah. sort of, you know... He's got that Christian Kirk style upside where he could, he could just vulture a lot of targets and get something if they actually use him. But like CMC is there and takes a bit away from it. But when this offense move, like Carolina was always good because they would move the ball. Like they would, they might not always win games, but they'd be in it and they'd play and they'd score points because they they just did it. The defense was normally semi decent or not the best, but their offense was always. You Their know. pace of play was up. I, I remember yeah. doing that research before I um, did the Mike Entz episode, and it was, you know, they were in the top 10 for pace of play mm-hmm. and, and and offensive um, snaps. So it's 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 in their outcome. They just need to execute, and obviously Matt Rule didn't know how to do it. So uh, let's just see what happens with Steve Wilkes. I'd still be, you know, I wouldn't be moving him for unders. I'd be sticking on a bench and redraft and hoping the next couple of weeks pans out. But if I'm in a, a dynasty league and I'm not quite competing but have some some uh, some pieces that might push a team over the top and they have DJ Moore, I'd be going to get DJ Moore. So you've got DJ Moore now, right, Pete, in a pretty good competing team in Sheeps 1. If someone came to you with an offer that gives you someone like, uh, let's have a look here. I'm going to have to really quickly do some stuff here. Give me an option, boys. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I've got Alan Lazard as well. All these three on the same team of mine. Well, so you did. <laughs> Granny Cooks. Oh, I don't know. That that's probably scary because you have. I think you have to. If you're competing, you probably have to take cooks, right? Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, tough. Depends how much you really want. Really want to win. Trying to find someone who's where? Where's uh, what position is DJ Moore currently? Fifty-one. Why does he have fifty-one? Well, this might be half PPR. Yeah. So say. Oh, geez, there's nothing doing here, actually. I've got no good examples. Deontay Johnson or DJ Moore? Johnson. Because I reckon the Deontay Johnson owner is probably sitting there middle of the pack. Mind you, Deontay Johnson hasn't been... What did he do this week, Johnson? Not much. Yeah, okay. Five or seven, 28. I think uh, Johnson has the... He's got a safer floor for me. For the next couple of years. Cortland Sutton or DJ Moore? Sutton. Could be on a middle of the road team. Just quiet. They're, they're, you're just, they're, he's on I'm my team. I'm just reading well. your team. I'm sorry. Both got bloody hell. Like, I'm trying to give you options. I can't DK Metcalf, then. Bloody hell. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I played for DK Metcalf. He's at, Geno's throwing the ball a little bit. And... Two catches today. Yeah, I know, but there's. He's, he's doing a bit. I don't know. Tyler Lockett. Nah, too old. 
I think I keep I, some of them. Like, like I think if you've got enough players, there's no point just flipping more for someone that could score the same amount of points this season and more. Like he just he's still a young guy that could improve. I think it's easier to hold him and wait it out than it is to panic sell for someone that if they're not if they're going to sit on your bench, it's, too, it's not really worth it anyway. You're going to keep more on your bench. Um, you can be a handcuff, like your handicap, like mm. bye week filler, whatever Instead you have to be. Bye week filler, yeah, exactly right. Hold him and see where he goes. So, all right, all right let's on go one DJ more, more real quickly. One more. Any uh, anyone you want to bring up? Yeah, look, just one more. I got a couple, but I'll go. I'll go. Ch. Cotter Bertolier. First four games, he averaged seven rushing attempts on a forty percent snap share at six yards per carries. Remember that seven rushing mm. attempts, six yards per carry, forty percent snap share. Uh, the first three games of the year, he averaged four targets a game at 10 yards per catch, which I thought was pretty cool for a, a running back. Uh, the next three games, so the, the last three games he's just done, he averaged two targets at three yards per catch. So the first three games, four, four targets at 10 yards per catch. The last three games, uh, two targets at three yards per catch. Don't know what's happened. Mm. Uh, Snapchat's been pretty consistent around 40 to 50%. It's um, not enough. No, it's not enough. McKinnon is averaging a similar snap percent. He's he's maybe a little bit low. He's probably on the thirty-eight uh, percent snap share. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's having less rushing attempts compared to CMC, uh, CH, and uh, slightly less targets. Not much, but slightly less. Pacheco getting much less work. Um, only twice Pacheco's had over a ten percent snap share this year, and it was mm-hmm. significantly over ten percent. Yeah, oh. look. Hello. Oh, hey, how you going? <laughs> I didn't say anything. So, what's the question? Um, C- what? <laughs> CH. Yeah, I, I must have said something and Siri popped out. Oh, oh good on you, Siri. On you, mate. Yeah. Uh, oh. <laughs> Never mind. Siri's going off. Now, look, Clyde Edwards Lair, I think the opportunity to sell him was two weeks ago uh, when he was scoring 20 points, 13 points, 21 points. So, uh, why, why has his targets dropped off? Why has his yards per carry dropped off? Um, yeah, Pat Mahomes, how are you, mate? He's still Can getting. You tell the me same why you aren't throwing the snap. ball to Clyde Edwards Alley. He's still getting the same snap <laughs> percentage no though. But yeah, like it's he like scored. he's got worse as a player in one week. I feel like he scored. I mean, if you look at his touchdowns in twenty twenty, he scored five. Last year, he scored six. This year, he's already got five in in five games played. Right, mm-hmm. he's sort of got. A poor man's version of what James Conner did last season. Not not rely like if you're getting a lot of touchdowns, but outside of that, if he doesn't get a touchdown, you're not you supported by passing, cast catching work or or enough volume in the in the run game. So it's just a bit. Um, like it's I don't know. Yuck when those they're, those they're spreading it. They're just using anyone. Like mm. get guys in the field, throw it around there, move it around. Like he's just not really performing well in like. Any of the efficiency stats in terms of yards per carry is 42nd in true yards per carry. His due rates 29. Evader tackle 25th. Nothing's high enough up that he does have a high breakaway run rate, but they're not running him enough for that to come into effect. So um, I think if if these touchdowns continue to dry up, uh, it's harder to reliably start Clyde. But mm. definitely a keep on the bench. You can't get rid of a running back like this in redraft. And just move him. Is he, he, is he a buy him, right? on that on that dip? 
I don't think the volume's there for me to go over and buy him. Um, I'm just having a look at the Chiefs receiving game over the last couple of weeks. This week, they had 10 different uh, receivers targeted. The week before, nine different receivers targeted. Mm. And then against the Bucks, two, four, six, eight, ten receivers again targeted. So they're spreading the ball around too much for him to go out and get, you know, eight yeah. targets. Um, and then he had one game above 10 rushes, and that was against um, the aforementioned Bucks, where he had 19 and he, he had 92 rushing yards and a touchdown, but he still only had two catches, uh, two targets and one reception. So the volume's just not there, and they're spreading the ball around too much. They'll mix in Jarek McKinnon and Pacheco. Um, I don't want to buy him. If I've got him, I would have tried to sell him maybe a couple of weeks. Well, hindsight's twenty twenty. I don't know, have him anywhere, but um, the, the yeah, sell window's was... kind of gone now. So People were asking me a couple of weeks ago what i do with CH, and I was telling them to hold. Mm-hmm. Just... You're at the you stage know. now where you still need to hold and hope yep. that maybe um, they've got San Fran this week. That's going to be a tough matchup. Um, Tennessee after the bye and then Jacksonville, LA, where there's a pretty mm. good matchup for him there. So there's a couple of good weeks potentially coming for him. But once again, it's you know he's got to play Denver twice. Uh, he gets to play Houston and Seattle, 15 and 16. So leading into your playoffs, that's probably all you need. But then you've got Denver and Las Vegas, which are too tougher. But I don't think it matters who he plays. Like he played so, the Bucks and had the best game. The... Yeah, you're right. You're right. But so... if they're ahead, well, yeah, Pacheco gets on the field. I don't want him. I don't want him. I'm just sell him for something. How do you like this one um, coming on the YouTube? Uh, Peachy traded CH out last week for B-Rob and Ken Walker. Woo! Yeah, yeah I'd be happy too. with that. Yeah. Very, very happy. Good trade. Very good. But I think that's yeah. like, like, you know, buying CH could be the same sort of thing. You've got to take some risk sometimes, and I don't know whether it's... I could see it improving, right? If the Chiefs want to run the ball and go through something, but at the moment it doesn't look... Pat Mahomes, right? I mean... If it works, it works. Uh, it just, they don't, the thing that we, Mahomes loves to pass the ball, right? So you think, if you want to back in that offense, you want the guy that, uh, you want you want to see the back doing some work in the passing game, and you just don't see enough of that from Clyde, right? I think that's what, there was always the talk that he'd be a pass-catching back, if this is why he's going you know, to do so well on the Chiefs, but we really haven't seen him sustain that, you know, CMC, Barkley, um, even like, you know, some of these other pass catching backs like a McKissick or we haven't seen that level of like the safety net or like they use them heavily in the passing game. So that's the part that when the game turns, you know Mahomes is going to pass the ball. When they have to chase a game, they're not going to just go back to being, oh, we're just going to run the ball down their throat yeah. when we're losing by 14. We're going to go, we're going to put the ball in Mahomes' hand and win. And if he can't be on the field to catch a few passes and like get to, to do that, it's just harder to rely on him. Um, Man, that trade is uh, very, very good. And once again, yeah, like you're looking thoughts. at Kenneth, Kenneth Walker. Oh, yeah, it's nice. Uh, Kenneth Walker, like he comes out for his first game as a starter, has 70% of snaps. Um, Clyde Ebertelaire won't get to 70% of snaps. Um, no. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. They just they use too much of a rotation. It's yeah, He'll never get on for that much. He also had um, 15 routes he ran for three targets. So he's on the field a lot. And Clyde Ebertelaire is not. So um, that's a that's a very good trade in hindsight, of course. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Right, boys. Anyone else we want to mention? Any rants you want to get on? Or I was going to I was going to talk about Brian Robinson a little bit. A guy that has got a fair like bit him, of height. I've heard. No, I don't. I don't like him. Um, so he had a twenty nine percent snap share in the first week he played. He had nine carries for twenty two yards. You know, whatever. Write that week off. 
Last last week, he was the RB1 on the team. Had got the start. Had a 40%, 47% snap share. So still fairly low, 47%, considering he was a starter. Had 17 carries for 60 yards, 3.5 yards per carry. Had that one touchdown. Uh, didn't have a target, which I thought was quite interesting. Um, so in college, this is why I don't like him. How many running backs do you see play five years in college? Yeah, that's it. Uh, You're right. He in, he was buried behind a few guys as well, right? So he had so to wait about, for his time. But how about this? He was a freshman when Damian Harris was a senior. Yeah, at Alabama. So he's been around a while. Damian Harris got drafted in 2018. Then Josh Jacobs got drafted in 2019. Uh, Najee Harris got drafted in 2020. And they also had that other guy there. Uh, what's his name? Is a uh, buddy. Oh, I can't think of his name. I didn't write him down. But he had a fair bit of hype there at one stage. And then, of course, b Oh, Derek Henry? No, <laughs> he's the year before. Um, <laughs> oh, if he said he's, that's so frustrating. Uh, anyway, so all, all of them, Damien Harris, Josh Jacobs, Najee Harris, all averaged over six yards per carry in their the year before they got drafted, right? In their, their senior year, when they were the RB1 on the team, they all averaged over six yards per carry. Uh, Brian Robinson was 4.9 yards per carry in his final year, which was the reason why I hated him. Because, well, not hate, that's a bad word. But why I ranked him so low. Uh, Ken Walker and Brees Hall were all around 6.5 to 7 yards per carry. And Brian Robinson was down there at 5. And because he was from Alabama, everyone loved him. Um, he did have 1,350 yards last year on 271 attempts in his fifth year at college. He actually had 35 receptions last year too, which I was a bit surprised about. Mm. Um, but yeah, Brian so Robinson... Do the work, it's just a matter of... Yeah, go on. So, so Brian Robinson, knowing all that, are you still buying in on the hype? On well, The hype's probably not the right word, but are you still buying in that he's going to get 300 carries for Washington in, I don't know, heavy many games, and he's going to be the lead back, and he's going to average four and a half yards a carry, and like... Um, not necessarily, but I still kind of want to buy into it, because he, you know, they obviously don't like Antonio Gibson. You said that he was only playing 47% of snaps, which is low for a starter. It's still more than Clyde edwards Lair on four out of five weeks, so... Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Fun facts for you. Um, yeah, I kind of want to buy it. Like, the Commanders aren't exactly a team that's winning games, right? They're not doing too well. They just won last week against the Bears, but uh, it was pretty of a crapshoot. Um, Nick Kissick had a higher snap share than Gibson last week. All this yeah, week. right. Mm. There you go. Passing downs guy. Um, he's he's uh, if In redraft, he's not going to win you the league. Um, I'd probably try and move him. In Dynasty, I'm a hold. I wouldn't go buy him, I guess, is what I'm trying to say here. It's just a wait and see. You're not I think he's get the a volume s- at the moment in 47% of snaps. So. I'm going to say in Dynasty, he's a sell. He hasn't done enough. What are you going to sell him for? Oh, you people buy are, under someone that's people on, are on talking the high about train, him. right? People, people are on think it. they can yeah. get on a rookie running back that's now in and go. I think, I think it depends where you are. Like, if you need a bit of insurance with a running back, maybe you could consider holding him. But if you can flip Brian Robinson for a back that's maybe a bit older that people are getting a bit scared of or 
moving out. Make the move to to go for guys a bit more. I don't know. I think I think the commanders are a team where Robinson's going to be all right, but he's just still that um, the thumper in the in the committee, right? He's going to get the goal line work. Um, he's probably going to get. Tom said he's going to get three hundred carries and average. I think his yardage is going to you know, be in that mediocre range, but I don't think he's going to get the volume to really push the elite level of running back. Um, so that's where you have to sort of make a decision. Can you flip him for someone else or put him in a package to just sort of get a guy with a bit more oomph fantasy-wise? So what kind of guy would you move him for? Yeah, I'm trying to think, think of trying to think of someone. Aaron Jones? Like, if you're into something good, good one. I don't know. That is a good one. Green Bay Packers were going to, on my list of what do I do with because I'm so over them. Well, you know, I think like Jones is, they haven't, he has had a bad week. He hasn't performed well. Robinson's had a good week. Um, the Packers don't, they, they look like either, not in no man's land, but they just, they've got a little bit of an identity crisis without Devontae Adams and it's sort of figuring out what that is. But if they want to go, they'll play some teams that have bad run defenses and they're just going to run all over them because when they play a bad team, they destroy them. Um, so these last couple of weeks, they played the two New York teams who have, you know, been pretty hot, and they've come out and shown the Packers it's not can't take, don't take us for granted type thing. But I think they're gonna the Packers are gonna have to go if they're gonna win games, they're gonna have to win it on the ground first and set up a real strong run game because if they don't do that, the passing options just aren't really there to to blow teams away like you need to be. So I'll keep. I'll keep trying to look to buy someone like Aaron Jones. I think his pass-catching upside is excellent and that efficiency when he does play and, and do work there. He's someone that he can be a three-down back that, I, that I'd that i be targeting. You know who Brian I'd Robinson be targeting? Miles Sanders. Yeah, Miles Sanders is another good one. He's, yeah. yeah. But I don't think... I think at the moment after, especially after this week, you're going to have to give up a little... Miles Sanders doesn't have quite as question mark around him being on the top team in the NFL as well. Like things are looking uh, good for Sanders at the moment. He'd be a bit harder to obtain, I think. That's but, the same same output. What about Dobbins? Huh? I reckon I could flip Brian Robinson for J.K. Dobbins right now in Dynasty. I'd take Brian Robinson. <laughs> That's wild. Oh, I think I I like. Yeah. Mate, he can't stay on the field. He went off again today. I oh, know, yeah. He did his... Uh... He had seven rushes for 15 yards, and then Kenyon Drake came on and made him look like a shithead. So I'll be taking, I'll be taking Brian Robinson. 17 carries, That's 60 yards in the crazy. touchdown. I'll take that. He re-aggravated his knee. Didn't play a snap in the second half. Thanks, Greg, for yeah. that info. Um, That's, yeah. I'm flipping Brian Robinson for J.K. Dobbins. All right, come and find my leagues where I yeah. have those guys, but I don't know crazy. Any of them, so You're crazy. No, I'd take Brian Robinson. <laughs> what do we, uh, look at the numbers? <laughs> yeah. He's just not. He's he's nothing more than a dawdler. He's they're going to work out that he's not that good, and he's going to get fifty percent of the snaps, and he's going to have. 50 yards each week and no targets and they're going to use McKissick and Gibson as the... McKissick and Gibson are going to get five targets each a week and Brian Robinson's going to get none. And he's going to average 10 points, a... less than 10 points a game. Just rush in. Gibson played 26% of the snaps. I think they're trying to phase him out. 
Jamie McKissick, if they're down this year, yeah, absolutely. But then what was the fantasy scores? What was the fantasy scores? What was Gibson and B Rob's fantasy scores? Uh, Antonio Gibson, 6.8. I don't know what kind of league I'm in at the moment. It could be a half PBR. Um, Robinson, I think it was 16. Yeah, let me have a look because this interests me. We're probably going way over time here. We probably need to finish this. Oh, well and truly. 12 and 8.3 in full PPR. No other weird scoring. Mm -hmm. Gibson played, what did you say? 28% of snaps. Had forty-seven for had for Brian Robinson less than a third the amount of carries, and didn't have a touchdown, and he scored three point seven points less. Are you saying this that Brian Robinson is never going to get a target? No, he will. Yeah. Exactly. I think he will. But I'm just saying this is kind of them still getting him back into the game. Whereas J.K. Dobbins has got players coming back as well. Gus Bus is coming back off off injury soon. Who? Who? Gus Edwards. It's still going to happen. You know it. They shared last year. They'll do it again. Or two years ago, they'll do it again. So, yeah, I'll take Brian Robinson on the off chance that he he's yeah. healthy. That's the... he, he might be a good NFL player, but he's a bad fantasy player. I want the good fantasy players, bad NFL players. <laughs> no, nah, not really. I want the boat. I want both. Notes to self, J.K. Dobbins, bad NFL player. <laughs> he might be a bad NFL player, but he's got to be good for fantasy. See, even in 2020, when he had a good year with old J.K. Dobbins, he was still only getting 60% of snaps in that second half of the year and only averaging 13, 14 fantasy points. He was getting yeah. one and two targets a game. No thanks. The same thing. It's, you know. it's wild off Cam Akers after his rookie year. Yeah, Cam Akers, who knows? That's another one. What do you do with? But I think yeah. we're running out of time. <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah. 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 Just remember, five-star reviews, yeah? Please. At Oz Fantasy NFL on Twitter. Get us on there. Hit us up on YouTube these days as well. Thanks for the comments for all those people who are watching. We do appreciate it. Um, t- tell us how you really feel about B Rob. Tom says Peachy. So mm-hmm. there you go, mate. Doesn't love him at all. <laughs> I told I told Peachy to sell B Rob, but he couldn't get enough for it. Yeah, right. I think it's up and coming for. He could be a second half of the year player. I'll B Rob. Just watch out. I'll, I'll back him in. I'll back him in. Yeah, he will. Oh, boys, let's uh, let's ten get points. Out Nine points. Fourteen points. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. Right. Uh, Thanks, we'll be back Thursday for week seven already. Um, so if you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on uh, Discord. Get in the Discord. Hit us up on YouTube. Do us all. Hit us up everywhere. TripAdvisor, all of those things. And we'll see you on Thursday. <laughs> Love you always. Always a pleasure. Yeah.